This is Listen Likely, the show that keeps you up to date on all things happening in and around the Lakeland area. Here's your chance to plan your family activities and learn more about what your city government and your neighbors are doing to make Lakeland a great place to live, work, and play. Thank you for joining us for the March edition of the Listen Lakeland radio show. It's a show highlighting people, places, activities, and organizations that make our community an exceptional place to call home. I'm Ramona Blankenship with Lakeland Vision, and today's show is going to feature SPCA Florida with Executive Director Shelley Thayer. We'll be talking about our four-legged furry friends and an exciting new vision uh, for Lakeland and Polk County that SPCA Florida has. So welcome, Shelley. Thank you, Ramona. It's great to be here. Well, thank you. Um, so how did you end up getting to SPCA Florida? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, that's interesting. Um, my background is actually marketing, but years ago um, I got into animal welfare. It was always in animal welfare, helping, fundraising, and so forth. Just never thought of it as a career until Hurricane Katrina came along, and I decided to go for two weeks and I stayed five months. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously the animals captured my heart and so I ended up working with Best Friends um, Animal Society which is a national organization and I continued rescue work for three years with them until I moved into their headquarters in Utah for a year and worked with marketing and some campaigns and from there I moved to Florida, a place I never thought I'd live since I spent most of my life in California, but found it's absolutely fantastic. It is, isn't it? It's a beautiful yes. state. So. so I started in Sarasota with an organization called Cat Depot. I was there for nine years, and then this opportunity came up in Lakeland. And at that time, I was looking for something that could really challenge me that would really make a difference. And I found that Lakeland had everything I wanted and more. Well, it's a great place to live, isn't it? It is. The people are fantastic here. And so I'm so happy to have this opportunity today to tell everyone who's listening about what's going on in Polk County and the animals who live here. Okay. Well, um, for those that don't know, SPCA Florida, if you want to tell everybody where... um, where it's located and uh, the hours that it's open. Um, I know, I think I heard something about it's the 40th year or something like that. Can you tell tell everybody about that? Yes, it's a very exciting year. And you're going to see all of us wearing little blue bracelets that say 40th year anniversary. So we're really proud of the fact that we've been serving the folks of Polk County for 40 years. This is a group that started out as a grassroots effort helping animals um, from their cars and in front of Publix. Thank you Publix for helping us get that start and we're still working with them today. Thank you again and so many other generous people in this community. But now we're in 40 years and we are on a big mission to make a difference starting with this 40th year anniversary. Well, it's absolutely great. I mean, 40 years is just awesome. So uh, where where exactly is SPCA for those that don't know? Thank you. SPCA is located, located in um, northern Lakeland. It's on, I'm sorry, southern so, Lakeland. South Lakeland, okay. <laughs> you can tell I'm new to the area. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the southern part, and we're at 5850 
um, Brannon Road. It's right on the corner where Sunny's is located, and they're also a supporter of us. But um, we're down the road. We're open seven days a week to serve the animals and to serve the public. Our um, adoption center is open from 11 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock at night, Monday through Friday, and on Saturday and Sunday, we're open 11 to 5. We also now have a medical center that is open seven days a week, again, to serve the public. So we're open seven days, so you can always come by. That's great. For people who work, who can't get off, um, Saturday and Sunday hours are just that's wonderful. It's a fun time to be there. Absolutely. Well, now, why don't you tell tell our listeners a little bit about what exactly uh, does the medical center offer? Well, we're offering more than we've ever offered before, and I'm glad you asked me that, Ramona, because starting March 1st, which is right around the corner, is our grand reopening of the medical center. We're looking at everything that we have done. We've listened to the people and what they've told us, and we've made some changes that we think everyone is going to really enjoy, pets and people too. So we now have two entrances to that medical center. We have an entrance for the cats so that they're not having to look at the dogs and and be frightened. Oh, good idea. Yes, and then we have an entrance for for the dogs, and they seem to enjoy each other's company (laughs) (laughs) over there. But so there's those two entrances. We also offer separate rooms for the cats and the dogs so that they have a different experience. Everyone now has fleece, so if you're a dog and you're a big dog on the floor, you have something soft to lie on while you're being examined. And if you're on that steel table that everyone seems to feel is very cold, um, you now have these wonderful fleece blankets that have been sewn by volunteers so that, again, we're trying to enhance that experience for the animal so it's less scary to go see the veterinarian. And it's more pleasant for the owners as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, how many vets are currently working at the medical center now? In the medical center right now, we have seven veterinarians. And we also have two veterinarians who work in the shelter. So sometimes those figures fluctuate depending on the skills and surgeries that we need. We have um, a new veterinarian on board who's been able to expand our offerings of surgeries that we can do. And um, he's quite amazing, as is the rest of our staff. Um, We're now serving rabbits, which we have never um, offered that before. We never had a veterinarian, actually, who had rabbit experience, and we do now. We brought some really amazing people in to join our team and expand our services of what we are currently offering. So there's new information now on our website at spcaflorida.org and you can click on the medical center and see everything that we're now offering with updated prices and so forth and we're really going out of our way this year to help more people than ever before who can't afford traditional care and really this is what this center was all about and why it was built in the first place Mm -hmm. well now um and that that's awesome that people can go there and it's not just about spay neuter anymore um, no. getting your animals spayed and neutered so right so that's wonderful it is and we also offer we used to have a wellness wagon that people would see out in the community and we had to retire that wagon because it really just um, became 
too old and unsafe. So we now offer that same service, those discounted prices, the first weekend of every month. So that's also on our website, that information, or you can call and get that information. So we didn't want to take those services away, but we we still have them, but they have to be on campus now. Okay. Now, you mentioned the um, Adoption Center. Yes. And so how many uh, cats and dogs, on average, do you think you have at any given time? Well, we're trying to move them faster through the system um, these days than ever before. So we have about, um, we have 46 large kennels for to contain our large dogs. We have several container or, or um, glass, actually, areas that are easy for the dogs and the viewers to see the the middle-sized dogs and the medium dogs that run about 30 pounds. And then we have our puppies and our little small dogs. And we keep about 12 of those on hand, but they go out the door pretty quickly. So we're always replenishing. We're always pulling from the county. We're always taking in those um, surrendered animals. And we pull a lot of animals from Polk County. Now that includes cats and dogs. So in our cattery, which we've recently expanded, you're going to find another about 150 cats and kittens. Wow. Yes. That's quite a, quite a number. It's a big collection. <laughs> and so you are partnering with Polk County Animal Control then, yes, Animal we are. Services? We are. We're doing um, more than ever before. Last year, we pulled around 1,000 animals, dogs, cats, kittens, puppies, from Polk County to help them um, with their numbers, which are very challenging because they cannot close their doors to anyone and say we're full. So we pulled about 1,000. This year, we're challenging ourselves to help them even more and pull more animals than than ever before heartworm positive dogs and and so forth but we can get to that um, a little bit further on if you want but right now we do have that partnership with them we have a partnership with the cat cafe in orlando which is taking our cats and um, moving them very very quickly which is also a great place and we have um we also have partnerships with petco PetSmart and Petland. So everybody in the community is helping us to take care of our community animals. Great. So you can go to Petco or some That's right. one of the places that you've right. named, and there are going to be animals there that, that are from you SPCA can adopt. Florida, and they're fully vetted. They're ready to go. So they've been have tested and had their vaccines and um, everything that they need to have a really healthy animal go into your home. That's great. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, your existing programs there at SPCA Florida, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll get into some exciting new <laughs> okay. programs that I know yeah. are coming up. So um, tell us a little bit about the Guardian Angel program that you have. The Guardian Angel program is a blessing, and I know it's <clears throat> it's very dear to many people who have adopted an animal that has been in the guardian angel program. These these animals may be um, animals that they have something more significant that needs to medical care. So in some cases, they may have been hit by a car, but they're a young animal. They have a long life ahead of them, but they have a broken limb. So guardian angels funds are for those animals who don't just come in and get their veterinary exam and everything they need and go out on the adoption floor. These are the animals that need further medical attention and care. Some of them um, heal in foster homes and so forth, but the funds that people donate to guardian angels help those dogs that are recovering from parvo, from heartworm. Um, maybe they had um, were attacked by another animal while they were lost. 
and so they have a wound. So these are the things that we take care of. It could be that they have a severe dental disease or something else going on that they need medication for and a time to heal. So those funds are critical because not everything comes in in perfect shape. And in fact, most do not. Because if they've been out on their own for a while, they usually need some kind of assistance, and sometimes it's further on than just normal care. Mm -hmm. So this fund really helps those animals that, but for that fund, really would, the outcome would not be really very positive for no, them. No, it wouldn't. And right now, our live release rate, which means the animals that come in and how many go out, runs, and well, last year in 2018, we ended up at 99% save rate. That meant of the 100 percent of the animals that came in, 99 percent went into homes. That other one percent we couldn't save typically because it was beyond, um, we could not control the pain and suffering. We could not fix that. And when that becomes an issue and we cannot um, help this animal, whether it be a dog or a cat or a rabbit, then we will humanely euthanize. But those numbers are still very high. So every year we run between 97 and 99 percent, depending on what is coming in and if, if, if it's even sometimes they arrive and they're not in good shape at all. But for the majority, it's great news. For 99 percent of those animals, they're going in, they're getting care, and they're going into loving homes. So that's really a positive. Oh, absolutely. 99 percent yes, is it's just, high. oh yeah. It's, <laughs> we work it's, hard to save those animals. We really do. Now, you mentioned uh, sometimes these uh, animals need to be um, fostered. So yes. uh, tell us a little bit about this foster program and if somebody uh, wants to perhaps check into that. We love our fosters. They are truly lifesavers. These are the individuals who take our animals who may be injured and need quiet time and healing time in a home. Typically, it doesn't need to be a big space. It just needs to have their attention uh, or your attention. And the other thing is um, many little kittens. So we have um, orphaned kittens whose people have bring in. They're too young. They're not eating on their own, and they need to be bottle-fed. So we need bottle feeders. Little kittens need to be fed, and little puppies, too, um, every two to three hours round the clock until they can eat on their own. And this year, we've had oodles of puppies coming in, and they're pretty darn cute. Oh, just, um, there's just nothing cuter than <laughs> oh little gosh. puppies. Drinking out of a little baby bottle. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> and they're pretty slurpy. So <laughs> they've been really cute. But without these foster parents, these foster individuals and families, we would not be able to save them all. So this year, we're looking for more fosters. We're thanking our current fosters for doing everything that they're doing because many of our fosters have been with us for a long time. They get hooked on saving lives. And, you know, it's, it's really a love. It's a dedication um, to the animals that these, these families give. And with summer coming up, I just want to mention, it's a great summer project. Many families, it's something that you can do together. You can take maybe a mom with kittens or orphan kittens or even kittens that aren't bottle-fed but just need care while they're growing up because their immune system, like a baby, is not developed until they're older. So for the first eight weeks, they really don't need to be exposed to all the animals in the shelter. So we need to find homes throughout Polk County who can care for them until they're eight weeks old and then bring them in. Mm -hmm. So by fostering these little babies mm -hmm. or, or, or some animal that mm -hmm. you know needs 
uh, additional care outside of the shelter environment, then then that's allowing y'all to really take in more animals, right? Yes. And this year, we're trying to double those efforts. So um, again, we're looking for lots of um, additional fosters. And we supply everything, Ramona. It's it's um, if they need litter, if they need food, if they need baby bottles, little weight scales, if they need um, beds or bedding, uh, litter boxes um, for puppies, chew toys, whatever it might be, we will supply those. Many of our fosters also supply them for us, and that helps too. So they get wrapped up in it, they go shopping, they buy those special toys or those special needs. So it's a combination, but we always want to make sure that they have everything they need. Absolutely. Well now, um, what what uh, what is the animals program? I've heard about that. Mm, yes, we have we have this wonderful program that helps that coincides with um, Meals on Wheels, and so I think most people have heard with uh, Meals on Wheels, and that program helps those deliver food to people who really need assistance. Maybe they can't get out of their home, or they're just um, economically challenged, and so we provide them with the food. So um, our bags are decorated for each family, for each individual, and, and we fill, volunteers fill the bags with all kinds of treats, whether it be litter for a cat, if we have it, and food, hard food, dry food, wet food, any toys that we might have extra that we can give to them to help care for the, that animal. The same for the dogs, dog treats, dog bones, um, wet food, dry food, because really it's good to have that combination of both wet and dry. So we try to give them everything that they need to have um, to supplement um, their income or supplement their pet's needs. So it's a wonderful program, completely volunteer-driven. And again, volunteers make a life-saving difference. So for those people who would not have food for their animals, this helps them keep their family member with them, somebody that they love, and feel good about being able to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like a wonderful program. So, And I'm sure those people that are getting that help with that food for their furry family members, you know, are very appreciative um, to the SPCA Florida for that. So can you tell us a little bit about the Community Cat Program that we've heard about? Yes, the Community Cat Program is a wonderful program. Um, We live in a county with a really large geographic area and a lot of farmland. So for community cats or cats that may be abandoned, they may be um, out on their own, they may be lost, or they may have grown up out on, on the, um, in the country. For those animals, they need our support too. And we really need to focus on community cats because if they are not spayed and neutered, they just populate. And so now we're getting unwanted um, kittens and people are bringing us kittens. And truly- How many, how many kittens can a cat have like oh in, my a, gosh. in a season or yes. a year or something? I, I think it's 470,000 cats. <laughs> In seven years. It's amazing. The numbers are staggering. Um, And in Florida, of course, a a cat can get impregnated up to four or even five times in a a season. So it's a lot. And if they average three to six kittens in a litter, now we're really talking big populations. Wow. And that need to be fed, that are looking for a food source, that are on their own. They can't open a can of food or go into the grocery store. Um, so we have to help them. And I think there's a big um, confusion about community cat and what that means versus feral cat. 
So any cats that are in our community in Polk County are considered community cats. There's those that are feral, and they may have um, been born outside to a feral mom. And, and a so, feral is is kind of like what we would think wild or untamed yes. or they've been they've they're on their own trying to live on their own. So they're usually more fearful of people. Um, there we usually have to trap them. To, to bring them in and spay and neuter them because they are prey. And so to many of the birds even in Florida um, that are bigger than they are. So um, so they need our assistance But because these are the animals that are born out there and then people form colonies to help them. And what happens with the feral cat colonies is the proper way is to feed them, keep them contained so that they're all spayed and neutered because other people sometimes tend to drop off a cat um, thinking that someone's feeding them and they don't want their cat anymore and they'll drop them off at a colony. But what they don't realize is that cat would be better served by bringing it to SPCA Florida. First of all, if it's a friendly cat, it needs to live inside. It doesn't need to live out, outdoors and in and, and all the elements that we have here. And, and the colony caregivers track their cats. They come and they bring them to us to spay and neuter them um, for free. And they, they track them, they feed them, and then they naturally disseminate. And so eventually, through many different reasons, there's no colony left. And that's the best way. To, because to go in and try to trap them and eliminate them, there's others that just come in their place. So having controlled colonies is now a national standard um, that everyone uses to control the colonies of the feral cats. But then there's those other cats. <laughs> right. <laughs> and those are the ones who have been abandoned or they've gotten outside by accident and they're lost. Um, so those are animals that need our help as well. So people should be looking for those animals, picking them up, and bringing them to us. Many times they have a microchip, and so we get them back with their owner. Um, that recently happened with a, a, a cat that was found in my neighborhood. It had been wandering out for about a month. Everybody had seen it. Um, we finally um, got it. It was very skittish, but it was just acting skittish because it was frightened, and it was on its own. It was an indoor cat. The woman moved to Tampa, and during the move, her cat got away. So she'd been looking for her cat. Oh, I bet she it had, had a microchip. <laughs> so. so microchips yes. are very important. <laughs> yes, for dogs and cats, uh -huh. both. And um, so we were able to track her down in Tampa, and she was elated that we had found her cat and we were able to reunite them. So oftentimes people for maybe forget to check that every, every cat and dog that they find could have a microchip. And SPCA Florida is open every day. They can bring it to us. We can check to see if they have a microchip. And all the veterinary clinics will also help to, to make that happen, too, and check microchips. And it's a free service. Mm -hmm. Well, so obviously all these programs take a lot of money, mm -hmm. um, I would imagine. Yes. And so I know you have some, some events that raise funds. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think some of those may be coming up. So... Um, why don't you tell uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the walk for the animals? That is a fun event, and this year we're really changing it up to make it even more fun. So, if you haven't been before, this is a great family event. If you're an individual and just want to get some exercise with a fun group of people on a Saturday morning, we'd love to see you. It's April thirteenth. It's um, downtown on. 
the, the lake? Yes. <laughs> lake Mirror, right? Lake Mirror, and right. It's a beautiful area. Oh, gorgeous. There's, there's um, going to be vendors there. There's lots of games for the, the children who are attending. Great walking experience for the dogs. There's going to be vendors there. There'll be breakfast being served. So it's a great way to turn out, get some exercise, have fun with your family member. You don't even have to bring a dog. And by the way, my dog's available if anybody wants to borrow him. <laughs> to, to I may do that. Walk him. So um, it's a really wonderful event. And the good news is that the proceeds from that event all go to help the homeless animals that are in our county. So we could use everyone's support. So on that Saturday, April 13th, um, I'd encourage everyone in Polk County to get up, get out, get some fresh air, and help SPCA Florida. And for more information, Ramona, they can just go to our website at spcaflorida.org, and right on the front page, they're going to see everything about the walk and, and all the, the fun information that we're offering this mm -hmm. year. Sounds like a great event. It's going to fun. be. Well, now, there's another um, another event that y'all usually put on every year, and that is the auction for the animals. So tell us a little <coughs> bit about that. Well, this year's theme is Mission Impossible. But think of the word impossible and cross out the I am, and so it's called Mission Possible. Oh, So <laughs> that's our mission on our 40th year anniversary, and it's this one's really going to be fun. I think last year we had a great time with everyone. The attendance was up. The food was fantastic. The evening overall was just tremendous. I and know. I was there for that, <laughs> and I so, will have to say it was an awesome, awesome event. Oh, so that's great. Very fun. Very yes, fun. and it's reasonably priced, and uh, the, the money goes towards helping our animals. It's just one more way to to help make a difference and have a really enjoyable evening. And I think, Ramona, it doesn't really matter if you're a couple or if you're, you come solo. There's so much to do that night that you're going to feel comfortable, you're going to feel at ease, and you're just going to blend in with all the wonderful people who love animals, and it's, it's a great time for everyone. So there's dinner there that gets is. served, and there's a silent auction and a yes. live auction. yes. And both are going to be extremely exciting this year. We have a few little special things that we're not going to talk about, the surprises for everyone, just to make I love it even, surprises. I know everyone does, and just to make it more fun. So I can't share those, but I can share that we have over 600 um, silent auction items, and we have um, some really good things on the agenda for those items, as well as the live auction. We're kind of shaking it up a bit this year, changing it around a little bit, so it's not the same thing as last year so I think everybody's really gonna f have fun um, have a great experience um, and of course the dinner is always wonderful and um, and we'll have our animals there for everyone to see you know our cats our kittens our dogs and puppies so um, and you get a preview of an animal you might want to take home by the end of the night so it's it's really going to be a fun event and it's at um, we're returning back to Haas 820 and we have valet parking so there's no concern about any parking at all so people get those tickets to yes that please so <laughs> and um, I heard and, and tell me if this is right but it it sounded like on on the news that Polk County uh, unfortunately is is number one in the state of Florida for its euthanasia rate 
Yes, that that is true, and we are out to change those statistics. Um, we have met, um, as I said, I'm meeting with the Humane Society this week, and we've met with um, Polk County Animal Control, and so we're all on board to make this difference. So our goal right now, um, we looked at their numbers together as to when do they get the most animals, what months are they coming in, and what animals are most at risk for being euthanized. So we're out on a mission to prove that, yes, we care. Yes, we can make this happen. But it really, as you said earlier, it does take a village. It takes everyone in our county being aware of the situation, grabbing those animals that they're seeing that are not spayed and neutered and bringing them in so that we can spay and neuter them. And, And that right there, I think, is the beginning of how everyone today can help us that here's this show is if they have kitty cats or or a loose dog running in the neighborhood please capture it ask for help to capture it um, um, bring it in get it spayed and neutered if it's friendly we're going to find it a home if it's if it's challenging we're going to find it a home (laughs) we're going to be working with it so um, and that's what we do well, Shelly, I wish we had more time because as a fellow animal lover, I just we could just go on and on. I know about uh, all the great things that SPCA Florida is doing. So, um, Shelly, thanks for being here. Thank you. And um, we're, we're just we just love know, what's going on. I, I just want to say, too, if you haven't been to our campus campus recently, please come on board and um, take a tour. I'd love to, today I'm offering everyone a tour. Just give us a call. Go to our website and you can call 863-577-4600 and make an appointment to set up a private tour behind the scenes and really see what we're all about and what we're doing at SPCA Florida. This is Laura Rodriguez with Lakeland Vision here with a friendly reminder to all of our listeners that we're still in the midst of the Lakeland Survey, which is an initiative to learn about the community's priorities for the future of Lakeland. Participation is easy. Simply go to www.lakelandvision.org and click Take the Lakeland Survey. Your input will make a difference in the future of our city. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communication. Truly a community working together to provide an exceptional quality of life.